Kelly Sinclair and I met inside of a collaboration group and we just kind of hit it off. Kelly is the podcast host and founder of Entrepreneur School, an education hub for ambitious moms who want to start and grow businesses. She's an award-winning marketer and brand strategist, visibility maximizer, and girl mom of two, constantly juggling hockey practices and marketing plans. She's your fairy brand mother waving the magic wand to give you the confidence, guidance, and support you need to get to your next level of success. We have similar philosophies on how we approach business and life and family and kids, and so it was very easy for us to talk about being CEO moms. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast, where we redefine success and empower moms to thrive in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Kimberly, a wife, mom to four young kids, tech strategist, and business owner times three. We'll dive deep into the unique journey of moms who are taking charge, building businesses, and creating wealth, because we know that life is about so much more than just financial success. Join us as we explore the stories, triumphs, and challenges of these incredible women who are balancing entrepreneurship, motherhood, and everything in between. We'll discuss strategies for building thriving businesses, nurturing our relationships, and taking care of ourselves. Because let's face it, being a mom and a CEO requires a superpower. This isn't your average business podcast. We keep it real, raw, and relatable. Just genuine conversations with amazing CEO moms who are rocking their lives while building wealth on their terms. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, find a cozy spot, and get ready to be inspired, empowered, and know that you're not alone. Together, we'll shatter glass ceilings, redefine success, and show the world that being a CEO mom is the ultimate superpower. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. I am so excited to have Kelly here on today's episode. Hi, Kelly, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited to uh, get this going. Uh, Funny story, I was like, oh, are we sitting for yours? Are we sitting for my podcast? Because I'm going to be guesting on Kelly's podcast. And so like, that's literally my life on my calendar. I'm actually working on like scaling back my calendar right now. But sometimes I feel like I didn't even know that this was my podcast that we were coming on this morning. But I am super excited for this connection. Kelly and I um, met inside of a group and we just kind of hit it off. We have... um, you know, just very similar philosophies on how we're approaching business and life and family and kids. So I'm really excited for the conversation that we're going to have to together today. So Kelly, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick? Yeah. So I'm a visibility coach, I'm a brand and marketing strategist and a podcast host. My show is called Entrepreneur School, and it's all about raising your business and your babies at the same time. So how do we actually do this? thing called entrepreneurship, but put that lens on because it actually took me a really long time to realize, oh, it's actually different to be a business owner and be a mom. <laughs> like you can't yeah. just take advice from everybody who is yeah. like, go do your one hour long morning routine and 20 minutes of meditating and 20 minutes of journaling and 20 minutes of exercise. And I'm like, ah, I'm not a so let's get some real life advice going here for people who are experiencing like I had to text you this morning and be like I might be a minute late because I actually have to drive my kids to school this morning because it's pouring rain normally they could walk or go by themselves but it was like just a little too rainy 
Yeah, yeah. No, and and it's like, and that's the thing is, I saw that and I'm like, yep, no worries at all, right? Like I've I've been there. I've been that mom saying I'm I'm running two minutes behind because either carpool line was longer than I anticipated, or somebody had you know a poop blowout on the way out. The, like every like that's just that's real life. Yes, absolutely. And we need more. And I, I I love that you said that because I just think that we need. We need more grace for ourselves and with each other, right? And and I love how you said, because it's so funny that when, when I started CEO Moms Building Wealth and I kind of started my journey into this online space, I was like, you know, no one's like really talking about how like, you know, we I've grown my business and I've grown my family at the same time. And that's that's definitely been a struggle. And it's so funny because you're like, I feel like nobody's talking about this. And then you start talking about it. And you're like, okay, other people are talking about this. Yeah. And it's just so nice to be, in community with other women who are talking about this too, because you're right, you know, you can't compare yourself and you honestly can't even really take advice. You can take some advice, but you really can't take a lot of advice from someone who just doesn't have, um, who has more space in their life to have those one hour routines or 20 minutes to meditate. I mean, like I get, I do my whole morning routine. And like, if you've heard me on other podcast episodes, I've had other times where like, I have had a 45 minute routine. I've woken up early, but now in this season with having another infant again, I'm back to like a 20, 25 minute, like from the time I get out of bed to the time the day starts for everyone else, like I get 25 minutes to myself tops. And that's just where we're, we might get back to a little bit more of a morning routine where I have a little more time to myself, but that's not the season of life that we're in right now. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, you know, I think that there's a lot of missing context a lot with people who are like gurus in their space. I actually appreciated something I saw recently. Um, One of the top like Instagram guys, Brock Johnson, Mm -hmm. he posted like, here's my current Instagram strategy. But the first slide was like, FYI, I do not have kids. I have people helping me with this. I spend like Instagram is my job. Like, so here's the context for what I'm about to tell you. So instead of thinking, oh, well, I have to post six times a day and do three stories and blah, blah, blah. Like whatever he says is working for him. Well, it's not going to work for me because I'm not in that same situation. And I think, you know, a lot of the time we're looking, like everybody wants to achieve their goals as fast as possible, right? And that's just a a little bit of a mindset shift that I've had to make because I'm like, I want everything and I want it yesterday. But with kids and all of it, it's just necessary to take a little more time and just enjoy the journey a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, I love so much that you said that because I've, I've been feeling that a lot recently. And I think it's to like grounding ourselves and reminding ourselves that the reason, not the reason, but a lot of the reasons that, you know, we either have this business. Okay. Sorry, y'all. My internet went out, even though I'm hardwired. So we're back. Um, so, but yeah, we were having a conversation, Kelly, about, you know, not wanting everything yesterday and as quickly as others. And I think that's really hard. Are Do you know your Enneagram? Yeah, I'm an eight. <laughs> okay. I'm a three high achiever. Like I say, it was shame. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that at all. Um, but I just, it's mm-hmm. definitely hard. It's, it's a hard balance because, I want to remind myself that I have this business and I've set this business up in a way that allows me to put my family first. But then I also have a lot of personal goals, professional goals that I also want to achieve. And so I think that it's, it is such a fine line and it's, it's daily reminders of 
what's the priority right now? What's what's the focus right now? And everything can't be the focus right now. Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face is trying to reconcile the the drive, the ambition, and the goals that we have as entrepreneurs, and also being present to enjoy the journey at the same time. Like I, I constantly am asking when I talk to people on my show, and if I get a chance to talk to like successful entrepreneurs, I'm like, how do you do that? And and I think a lot of people we get it wrong, right? Like we, I talked to somebody on my podcast recently who's made millions of dollars and who said he regretted the first ten years of his business because all he did was chase that money, yeah, and not like and ended up getting divorced and all this stuff happened because of lack of presence. So that was his advice as well was to be more present. I'm like, hey, but how? <laughs> but how? Like, right. how do you like get actually satisfied with what's going on and and remember that success like is subjective and mm-hmm. how do you define that for yourself and what does that look like and reminding yourself and for me it's you know I get to walk my kids to school every day or take my kids to school every day I get to right now my kids are eight and ten so they have a lot of after school activities they say they tend to start at four o'clock so I'm like driving people around I go to the rec center four days a week of weekdays and then again on the weekends for hockey like we are we're just going all the time and I get that flexibility like my husband can't do that same thing yeah yeah no I I love so much that you say that because you know I I remember the first probably you know six years of my business it it wasn't growing quote unquote right like we were having just you know five percent growth year over year I was becoming more efficient with my time and that really made me feel I don't want to say guilty it didn't feel guilty but I guess it made me feel almost like a failure right in that because I was like well well I'm not I'm not growing as fast as everyone else or I'm not accomplishing all of these arbitrary things right that other people are are achieving but what I realized was you know I had high profit margins I had my time back and I was still serving our clients really well but still being there for my kids right and so I think that we see because I don't feel like even in even in the year 2023 where we're where we're doing a much better job in bringing to light and bringing to the Instagram highlights that money isn't everything and money isn't the true wealth in our lives and there's so much more to it um you know that's still what's in our faces the most is, you know, are you growing? Are you hitting seven figures? Are you doing this? Are you being featured on that? And, you know, it, it's hard because I know that I made the right choices over the last six years of raising a family and and raising my business. Basically, I know that I made the right choices for, for our family and our kids, but it's still really hard to watch. And there's always that like, just little thing in the back of your brain. That's like, but could you be doing more in your business? Could you be more successful? Yeah. And so a total reframe for me lately has been what else is worth, it, it does have value that I'm doing. That isn't necessarily like income that's coming in, but even just savings. Like we recently went through um, shifting from paying for childcare to not. That's awesome. Like no childcare. Yeah. I don't pay childcare. I save hundreds of dollars a month thousands probably probably thousands care 
because my kids come home after school at 2.30. Like they go to school at a ridiculous time, like 8 to 2.30. That's short. And I know. It's like, there's no school. <laughs> but, you know, they're old enough to kind of be somewhat self-sufficient. And because I, I just sort of stop work at that time or whatever, I'm here and I'm flexible. I don't book anything after that time in the day. Like that's worth something. Yeah. Me being able to like put my kids into activities that they would not be able to be in had I had still a nine to five job, that's worth something. Like these are actually valuable things. And if you need to put like a price point on a spreadsheet for them, then you have you can do that and say, you know, even if I'm not like making as much money as I want to be making right now, I'm also saving this and you know, investing in this in my kids' life, and that's priceless. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, I love that you brought in some of the actual like monetary and financial savings, but also like you really can't put a price tag on being present with your kids. And, you know, I know yours are just a little bit older than mine, but I've constantly told myself like, I can never get these years back. I get four years until they go to school and then they go to school. Right. And it's like, I could work until I'm 65, 70, 75 if I wanted to, if I chose to, and I could make money. I can never recreate their years that they are experiencing now. You don't get a do-over. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and to me, yeah, I, I just love so much the conversation that you brought up here because it really is, it's wealth is so much more than just the money. It is, it is being there when your kids get home from school. It's being the one to be able to take them to all of their practices. And so I'd love to talk about that a little bit more because you do have like slightly older kids. I know they're not super old, but like y'all are feeling like the juggle of having to be in a million places every day and all the activities. So can you tell us kind of how you've, either transitioned or set up your business, having kids that are in those ages that you've got all the homework, all the activities, all the friends, things, that's that sort of stuff. So it's interesting because there's like so many transitions I find, like even on the daily, like okay. there's the transition of waking up, getting the kids out the door and then starting work. And then when the kids come home and I'm constantly playing with that for myself, like even in terms of like, what are my work hours in the day mm -hmm. and are different days different? Like, cause my kids have activities. Of course they couldn't be on the same day. So no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are either at hockey or gymnastics right now. And then the weekends are a whole other story, of course, but like figuring out what works for like, I don't actually like being on my computer when my kids come home, because if I am, then I feel interrupted and then I have a hard time like adjusting to them being home. So okay. working right now on trying to just take like half an hour, 20 minutes off before I expect them to come in the door because they walk home from school, which is game changer. <laughs> like <laughs> having to leave the house so many times a day. Like I remember when my kids were in kindergarten, it was like, really, I got to go in the morning and I got to go again and then again. And then like three times to the school a day, it was a little ridiculous, but that's my life right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you just driving constantly, but I I'm still driving constantly to activities instead. Yeah. And I find that it like the different seasons, like literally the different seasons of, you know, winter school starting mm -hmm. whatever sport season it is, because it's a whole different game after hockey season is done for me, which is about March, we have like about a month off of activities and then fall. My, my daughter, my oldest daughter plays softball. And that I feel like is 
every single day. And I, I don't know, I either live at a ball diamond or I live at the rec center or, um, you know, it's summer. And here in the summer, I live in Canada. We really summer because we don't get much good weather. So yeah. everybody's off it. Like, so again, it's another shift into this year. I had to decide, do I want to do summer camps? Um, and how many summer camps? And the problem is you have to decide that in like March. It's ridiculous how early you have to figure out summer. It's like, I'm just yeah. trying. I just got through Christmas and I'm trying what? to, I'm just trying to get back into the school routine. And you want me to think about summer? Right. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do this summer. <laughs> I I really dislike that. So last year I did less camps than I was. So I thought, okay, well, there's a couple of weeks. We have a big, like, um, celebration here called the Stampede in July, which, you know, is a big like fair festival for 10 okay. days. So I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to pay for a camp for a whole week if I'm going to take the kid out for a right. day. So then if I'm going to take them out for a day, then I'm not going to put them in anything that week, which means then they're home with me all week. So lesson learned, I think from the summer, I didn't love it very much. I prefer like for myself, a more structured routine. Okay. So I like, like, you know, on the daily, even if I was, what I tried to do was say like, I'm going to work till like noon those days because my kids, they'll just like float around and watch TV or do whatever yes. they do yes. for the first part of the day. But then I would feel bad about that. So I want to do something with them in the mm -hmm. afternoons. I tried that and I don't know, it was maybe just me at the time. It didn't work as well as I was hoping it would. Maybe again, I feel you know, like that's a common you know, recurring mom theme. You're like, I thought that this was going to go better than it actually did. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, or I feel like that. I feel like this, this was not, this was not how I thought that this is. I don't know. Like sometimes in our brains, we build, I think we just build it up to be better. We're like, this is the, this is going to be so great. Like you're going to have a couple of hours to relax and then we're going to go do stuff together and it's going to be so fun. And it, it just never turns out that way. Yeah, we we like made a, a wish list of what we wanted to do this summer of fun activities. And also, um, like, I got to pick a few things that I was like, maybe you don't really want to go for this long bike ride, but I really do. But um, yeah, they didn't all happen. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, like, I don't know. But I think that's the the tale of being a mom. Like, we'll even take the kids of like, we're going to go take them to do something. This is going to be so much fun. They're going to love it. And they get there and they're like, Meh. And you're like, yeah. awesome. I planned I this whole day. And you're just or like, or something is really challenging. Like, you know, as soon as you plan a whole day, you're now packing a lunch and there's all these mm -hmm. snacks and everyone have a water bottle. And do we have the right footwear? And, and like, I got a paddle board this summer. So I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, want to go to the lakes more? Yeah. And use so, but it's a whole deal to get mm -hmm. it all set up and everything. So by the time I get the kids out the door, we get the paddle board and we get like, a kayak and whatever else they're gonna ride on and try and haul it down to a lake I'm like oh was this even fun <laughs> we're making memories put your smiles memories. on memories <laughs> and I got a puppy this summer so like that was a great idea also <laughs> yeah so maybe that was really what uh what did you with the summer camp yeah no I have I've thought about the summer camp thing too because our youngest only she got to go to summer camp for like three weeks for half days this year. And then the other ones went to camp and I don't know, <laughs> I feel like I'm probably going to try less summer camp this summer if I can, but I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to regret it because I mm -hmm. do think that we all thrive off of routines. So I've also thought about like 
what if we take like a week break and then a week of camp or like a week break, two weeks of camp, a week break. So that like, like we have some structure, but then we have like a whole week off. Cause I'm like you, like if we're going to take a day or two off of camp, like I'm not paying for the whole week. Yeah, no, I, I think that works well. And especially if like having your kids going to the same place at the same time is definitely helpful. We're almost now- there. Minor and have different interests, right? So yeah. while the rec center, we have a great facility here that has, um, you know, hockey and gymnastics and all the things, um, they all started at different times. So yeah. I, and in the first week of July this year, I was down at the same place four times a day. I just did that at school last week, four times in one day. I mean, thankfully we live close. It's only like an eight minute drive, but it's, it was obnoxious yeah exactly. you lose so, so much time what are you really getting done exactly so what's the point of paying for them done. to go to camp if like unless they really love it right like I know our our oldest has some interest in so they have like um zoo camp because he likes animals or if we could find music camp for our second one like I think that's what I want to focus on is maybe like fewer camps throughout the summer but more meaningful camps that like they're really interested in but of course that means they're more expensive too right because they're more specialized so they're like $500 for the week instead of $250 for the week um per kid but yeah we had some friends ask us if our oldest was going to a different camp and I was like no because then I would have three camp drop-offs and that does me absolutely no good whatsoever like like none so they all just have to go to the same camp right now I'm sorry if they don't like yeah oh yeah 100% exactly because I need I like I need time like that's I feel like I've and I've been feeling this thought actually came up recently so um we're I'm having to pick our three-year-old up from school half day because he's not allowed to stay for nap time anymore because he's disrupting the other children so that's been fun so I had to shift my schedule completely and block off my entire afternoon so that now I can pick him up half day and that's like really started me feeling like you know I only need him to stay in school because he's three right so like my older two need to be in school so like if you're if they're school age and they need to be in school that's one thing but my three-year-old doesn't technically have to go to school all day he's only three and so these thoughts have started like creeping into my mind about, well, if I didn't need to work, if I didn't have to work, or if I didn't want to work as much as I do, it would be no problem for me to pick him up and to go have fun for two and a half hours until we have to go back and pick brothers up from school. And that's really kind of reminded me because, you know, we've we've been on a little bit of a, of a growth path the last year in my practice. And it's kind of reminded me like, okay, maybe it's a season to scale back again. And maybe this is a nudge from the universe telling me like, he needs you. He needs more time with you. He, You need to spend some quality time together before he does have to go to school all day and you don't get it. So while that's really hard for me to say, what do I need to cut out of my business life to make this happen in my personal life? I think sometimes we need those nudges to, to help us remember you know, what the priorities are, why we're doing this. And and even though it's really difficult, um, I know that I'm making the right decision by cutting back at work to be there more for him. Um, but it's but it's really hard to to do that sometimes. Oh yeah. And so I actually started my business when my kids were three and one, like well, um just about two, whatever. 
So they were very little, but back to when we were talking about transitions, the whole, like, how do I go from being in an office and away from them for 11 and a half hours a day? And the only way I know how to work is like, like consulting. First of all, I started my business as a consultant, which meant I was hourly billing. And that has such a toll on you when you're like, I, if I'm not doing work, I'm not getting paid literally. Yep. And so therefore I wasn't even allowing myself to do anything for myself in the day, like working out in the day was not an option. It had to be really still felt chained to my desk, even though I was the one chaining myself there Right at that point. And so for me, I had to like full-time have the certain days that I was like, I'm going to work like the full hours because that's what I know how to do. It's all I know how to do. And it's reduced and reduced and reduced over the years. I've had my business for six years now. And again, based on the kids' schedule and where we're going and even like trying to get myself to finish a little earlier so I could have more of that transition time between working and momming because it's a whole different part of your brain that you use. And even though you really don't turn off your business brain ever, we all know that we wake up in the middle of the night with our ideas. (laughs) It's just giving yourself a little bit of space to do that. I think for me, that's really important because I, I feel otherwise a little bit, resent, I resent everything. I resent the business. I resent the kids. I resent like every situation when that's not what this is about. Yeah. And, and do you, do you think, I, f- I feel that way a lot too sometimes. Do you think it's the overwhelm that we feel of like doing so many things all at one time? Oh, absolutely. This whole concept of invisible labor, mm-hmm. uh, everything that we're doing when that is not seen, like I was thinking about this the other day, you know, I plan everyone's life. I'm in charge of the entire schedule and getting everybody where they need to go, including directing my husband to where he needs to go in order to pick somebody up or whatever. He actually volunteer coaches on the hockey team. So he's always going there, but there's like some days where that we throw in, if you throw in one extra thing, like an appointment to change your car tires to winter tires, I don't know where you live, but we need winter tires. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in new Orleans. There are, there are no winter tires here. And, Okay, so winter tire season is coming. <laughs> and that's the thing this week is like, oh, well, the winter tires. So then I can't go to my workout class that day. I have to switch that around. I have to see if somebody can like pick, take my kid home for me. There's a lot of you really leaning into the carpooling with other people who do. Oh, I am do. so ready for yeah, that. So we can't because our kids still have to ride in car seats right now. So we can't do that. I am so looking forward to the day where I could be like, hey, just hop in such and such as car to come home. Yes, it's really nice. We have um, two girls ourselves and there's two girls the exact same age, two doors down from us oh. and they share some activities. So we are very carpooling with them. Yeah. Love that. I can't wait for that day. We're probably about like three years away from really being able to use that. Yeah, I know it takes time, but like, these are the the milestones when you're, when your kids get a bit older that are like, holy, that's a huge shift, a huge shift to not, you know, to everybody being in full-time school. That's a huge shift. And then to being in a place where you're, you don't need childcare anymore. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was. Yeah. Cause your nine-year-old can probably like you know, stay for short times by herself if you need to like run to the grocery or something like that. Well, she's actually 10. And so, yes. Oh, okay. So she can. <laughs> yes. I Like, yeah. Like, you know, between smart speakers and like uh, phones that just use Wi-Fi, I don't have a cell phone plan for them, but they can text me. I can text them. 
if I do need to leave, I am trying, I've been trying that out a little bit, like even just for an hour here or there. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's Game like, like you could go, like you could go to the gym for a class while they are home by themselves. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I my like mind's like I have a Peloton. I work out of my house most of the time. I have one class a week, and it's in the evening, so my husband's home. But yeah, your 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 wheels are spinning. Like, huh? Maybe yeah. I could do that. But that's the thing is that you. And I actually think that's that's what what you said. You wanted to talk about pros and cons. I'll mm -hmm. just lead into that because while the pro is you have all this flexibility, and you can choose, and you can shift, and you can change your schedule, the con is the exact same thing is that you have all this flexibility and that you could choose and then you shift. And then just as something becomes like a routine, it's going to be something else again. And yeah. so like, I think that's one of the hardest things. And one of the main things to focus on is how to manage and flex with it, especially mm -hmm. like if you're not a flexible person. So I am an Enneagram eight, like I said, which is a person who likes to be in control. Yep. And that's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Because something like my kid being sick and not being able to go to school can throw me off like for the whole day. Yeah, that happens. And, and I, you know, and it, we were the default parent for those things. Right. And, you know, and in a way that's how we've chosen to set up our family, right. Is, is that I'm the default parent to be there, to be at school, to be the one when they're homesick, but it feels like sometimes that all of my business stuff, all of the extras, right? Because of course, we're going to make sure that our clients are taken care of and all of the client work is done. But it seems like sometimes all of the things that are truly going to move the needle forward in my business or the marketing things, they get pushed to the back burner. Like we had three out of four kids homesick last week, four out of the five days, right? Well, literally I was in survival mode here at home and in survival mode in the business. And so- Anything that was not essential got pushed. And so sometimes you feel like things just keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And where do you draw the line to say, is this a goal that I let go? Is this a goal that I say not until next year because my family needs me? Or, you know, where it's it's sometimes hard because I think with that flexibility you're talking about, the lines can get really blurry too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Goal setting is a whole interesting conversation as well, because like you said, you're, you're, you're seeing all the things that are showing you that maybe you don't actually have the time for this. Mm -hmm. And so how can you be really compassionate with yourself to allow that to move? I think I didn't even set goals for this whole year. I didn't really have any goals set in stone the entire year of 2023 when normally I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this in my personal stuff. This is my business stuff. These are all the things I want to do. And things just were going a little bit sideways and there's transitions and things, other things sometimes that come up that you have to deal with. Like, actually, when I started my business, it's because I lost my mom to breast cancer. And so I left my job and I was grieving and I started a business within four months of that. And so I've been carrying all of this grief with me for this whole time. And it just really erupted for me last year as well. And I needed, I actually took a, almost a whole month off of work. I, I went on strike. I told myself, I was like, <laughs> I need to renegotiate the way that I'm doing this because yeah. not working for me. And when emotions are coming up, I'm not 
you know, sitting in them and addressing them because I feel like I have to work. It's, it's so interesting how ingrained that if you came from a corporate world, that lifestyle is, and you don't know how to change it. And also when you're like, um, a goal setting kind of person an ambitious person, and you want to make sure that you hit your goals, you're going to like prioritize that. Or sometimes it's like, well, work is the thing where I get pleasure and I feel mm-hmm. like progress and I feel, you know, a lot of value and you're tying yourself to that a little bit too much. It's uh, it's a dance. Yeah, no, so true. I, I love all of that. And so it's funny because 2023 is one of the years that we first set goals in our business, right? Because I, like I'm out of like the maternity leave times four fog, right? Because I love that you said that because I've never thought about it that way in that, you know, I always felt guilty for not setting goals or for for not having big enough goals, I guess you could say. But I love that you said that because I do think that there is a lot of validity in what you're saying about just giving ourselves compassion. I love that you use that word, but giving ourselves compassion to just, you know, be okay and and just sort of let that let that existence and let let not pushing ourselves to the brink sometimes is okay. And I think that we all need that gentle reminder. Yeah, because if you're like like they always say, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to, you know, give back to yourself and be the version of yourself that you want to be for your family and how that integrates with the work that you're doing at the time in the season is going to change. Yeah. uh, I love that. And I feel like, you know, like you said, I'm somewhat flexible, but I also kind of like to have things the way that I have them, that would be my preference, right? And so it is, like you said, it can be very difficult to find to find that balance in that line. So Kelly, this was such a great conversation. I love everything that we touched on. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and come connect with you if they want to chat with you more? Yes, absolutely. Since you're podcast listeners, please go and follow the Entrepreneur School podcast. I think you will love it if you love this show. And you can find me on Instagram at ksco underscore Kelly. That's my favorite place. And my website is entrepreneurschool.ca or ksco.ca and multiple brands happening at the same time. (laughs) Talking about keeping it simple and not overextending ourselves, right? It's fine. There's that little collaborator button. I just press that. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. And we'll make sure to link to all of that in the episode description so that everyone can come find you. And I hope that everyone has a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found inspiration in the stories of our incredible CEO moms. If you found value in this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend who could benefit from our empowering conversations and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more listeners. This ensures we can continue to deliver content that resonates with you and together we can create a community of CEO moms who uplift and inspire one another. And remember, building wealth is about more than just financial success. It's about creating a life that fulfills and empowers you. So keep thriving, chasing your dreams, and nurturing your relationships. You're an extraordinary CEO mom. See you next time.